Welcome to the Learning Outside the Lines podcast. I'm Ann Ryan, your host, homeschool mom of four, and passionate about education and helping our children learn best. Are you new to homeschooling or maybe just curious about home education? Are you an experienced homeschooler looking for a bit of motivation, new ideas, or maybe just looking for some virtual tribe building? If so, then grab a cup of tea or tell your kids to put their headphones on in the back seat while we explore a variety of homeschool topics and chat about education, life, and making it our own. Welcome to a new week and another episode of the podcast. We are continuing this month talking about high school and what that might look like for different people. In last week's episode, we talked about self-directed education and self-directed high school. Now, obviously, that looks very different for each individual. Some people, it might be very loose and unstructured, and other people, it might be very academic and structured. It just depends on what each individual's needs and interests and passions are. And this is one of the beautiful things about homeschooling and self-directed education is that students get to really decide what's important to them, where they want to go, what direction they want to go in, and how they want to get there. Now, in today's episode, it is a perfect example of self-directed education. And I did this interview a few weeks ago at a homeschool conference, and I got to speak with a very incredibly talented young woman, and she got to share what she's doing for her own self-directed high school education. She is honing and perfecting her craft now as a high school student because she knows this is what she wants to do. All the processes, all the work she's doing is the same as any adult would, but she knows that this is what she's interested in and talented in now, and so she's starting now. There's no reason to wait. Now, I do want to apologize in advance. I This was my first mobile interview, and my voice is a little low and a little quiet in some spots. However, the speaker's voice is perfectly fine and perfectly normal, and you can hear her just fine. And it won't really affect the overall interview at all. So enjoy the interview. In today's episode, we're going to interview Moira Ward, who is a homeschool high school junior and is a novelist. She's from Southern California, and she's going to share with us today some information about writing and what other young people can do to reach their goals. Moira, let's start right off the bat with just talking about when and how you got interested in writing. So I think to start off with, storytelling for me has always been kind of separate from writing as in putting pen to paper. I've been storytelling stories to my younger brothers or role-playing games with my next door neighbor for as long as I can remember, but writing was really putting pen to paper in about the fifth grade there was one writing class with two amazing teachers that I took and I did not like it at first. I did not like the idea of putting it on the page for other people to read and solidifying it. It wasn't ever perfect. It was never what I wanted it to be. But once I got past that I really enjoyed recrafting it until it was something that I was proud of and excited to share with people. Um, and I think, I think that that class was really the turning point in finding writing. And that's a good, a good reminder as well as sometimes you don't like it right away. And just because you don't like it right away doesn't mean you like, won't like it later. Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot with um, editing is that writing and editing are really two different beasts and I'm just now trying to figure out the second. Yes, editing can be definitely challenging. 
So when did you write your first novel? Um, I wrote my first novel when I was 12, um, 2014 NaNoWriMo, uh, that's National Novel Writing Month, it takes place in November, and another writing teacher of mine suggested it, and a friend said, yeah, you should really do it, and I thought, you know, why not, 50,000 words in a month, I might not be able to do it, but where's the harm if I fail? And I did it, and I managed to do it, I wrote 50,000 words in one month, and it was terrible. It was, uh, if, if writing is making pancakes, it was the first pancake that came out all lumpy and squibby and not quite cooked in the middle. But it was the first step that I needed to take in order to get where I am now. That's awesome. And that's awesome, again, that you identified that just because it wasn't very good in your mind, you didn't give up. So I love that. I love your pancake example, Thank too. you. That was... Uh, actually something that Andy Weir, the author of The Martian, said in uh, at a book signing he did, and I really liked that analogy. That's great. So what are some steps that you took to learn more about novel writing after the, um, the first one that you wrote? What are some steps that you took to improve upon that? Really, I think I just did it again. That I let that one sit for a whole year, and about 10 months after I wrote it, I was feeling really stressed because I didn't know what to do next. Like I felt like I needed to edit it and get it ready to show someone, even if I wasn't feeling confident that that was where that story was going to go. And I talked with, I had a very short conversation with this woman who actually writes for the My Little Pony universe, um, GM Barrow. And I said, hey, I'm a young writer. I just finished this novel for NaNoWriMo and I don't know what to do next. And she just thought about it for a minute and said, put it on the shelf and write the next one. And so when November came around again, I just kept doing it. And I did it three times until I finally felt ready to start improving on the craft side instead of just getting the words out there. And that's really, I think, an important thing is just getting the words out there. Yeah, that it's, you really just have to keep doing it because there is no better way than to practice because artists will fill entire sketchbooks until there's a piece that they're really truly proud of, or that is kind of away from the drawings that they made at first. You have to practice in order to get better. No musician is perfect right away. No visual artist is perfect right away. And I think that writers especially need to give themselves time to learn the craft before they worry about publishing or sharing it with other people. And I think that is super important because I think what what you said is you just got out the words. And I think so many people get stuck on fixing the words. Yes. And they want to correct it and edit it right off the bat, and then they get frustrated. And then they don't continue. Yeah. I instead think, of getting it all out there. Yeah. I think one of the biggest um, enemies for new writers and uh, older, more experienced writers alike is the, the self-editor. You want to critique your own work. You want to make it as perfect as possible, but perfectionism isn't really feasible in writing or any art because it's never going to be perfect. But as long as you're happy with it, that's as good as it can be. Awesome. I love that. So what are some of the unique aspects of the craft that you enjoy or that are your favorite? I think that my favorite is seeing it come together, that now that I'm past just getting the words out there, I spent the last couple months rearranging and tweaking my current project, The Summer Crown, to YA high fantasy, 
to see all of the threads come together as a tapestry, fit all the gears together so it's a moving machine instead of just kind of a, a sandbox. There's, oh, I forgot who said it, but it's one of my favorite quotes about drafting. The first draft is simply shoveling sand into the sandbox to make castles later. And I love seeing the castles come together. It's so amazing to see subplots and character arcs kind of fit together the way that I envisioned them and really intertwine all of the pieces that I saw in my head but didn't quite make it out at first. Because I think there's just something magical about the way that things like that work out. I love that. I, that is, gave me goosebumps. I love that. That is such a great analogy. I love it. So what, on the flip side, what are some of the challenging or the least favorite parts about <laughs> novel writing? I think for me, revision and editing is kind of a double-edged sword because I think a lot of the time I'll really love a scene, but you have to kill your darlings that if, the, if it's not relevant to the plot, if a reader says, mm, or more than one reader says, eh, it's a little boring here, I've had to take out scenes, I've had to change things that felt integral at the beginning that really weren't necessary. And I think for me that having to accept that it's gonna change over time was one of the hardest things. And even just going back and editing, it's so daunting to have this laundry list of things I need to fix and seeing this wall of a manuscript that the biggest challenge for me, I think, is breaking it down into pieces that I can work with one week at a time instead of a huge thing. Just hearing you put it all out like that, it just makes it all the more doable and you're able to see the process. Yeah, and I think a lot of it, if you have issues with that, is what I do is I use um, the program Scrivener and I go through and I separate it, Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. I'm only going to focus on this character's chapters in Act 1. And I highlight all of those chapters and ignore everything else. Then that's three chapters that I have to work with. And I'm like, okay, I can do three chapters. Then I can do another three. And then I can do another three and I'm done with that. And I move on to the next nine chapters. Until eventually I've done all of them and it wasn't this huge intimidating project. It was just little bite-sized pieces that added up to a whole cake. That, now that is, okay, what you just said is really interesting to me. So did you learn how to do that on your own or did you learn that from like some novel writing I website? figured that out on my own. The other week I got, I'm, I have my story out with beta readers right now and there was this one character arc that they that all of my readers had said eh, she feels a little flat to me and i was like okay so i have to fix her whole character arc how am i going to do it and i went through and i just separated it out and i figured it out on my own because i hadn't seen someone express that kind of an issue with editing that i was having so yeah i just kind of figured it out on my own to make it more accessible so it's trial and error yeah in many cases. The, uh, the flow chart of push a button, does it work, then try another button. So what you just said about the beta readers, so you mm -hmm. have people you interact with? Yeah, I have um, about 12 readers right now. A couple of them have finished, a couple of them are still working on it. I'm using a program called Beta Books where I put it up there and I invited all of my readers. I found them on Twitter, they're all really wonderful people and they can leave comments at the end of chapters and I have little questionnaires at the end of every group of chapters so that they can tell me what they liked about it, what they didn't like, um, what they thought needed work. So I'm going back and editing piece by piece the little things that just needed tweaking. Oh, 
Oh, that's great. I love that. So what is some advice that you would give other young people, not only interested in writing, though that of course goes without saying, but even other goals that they would be interested in trying to achieve? I think the biggest thing is learn how to do it. Whatever it is, learn what makes you want to sit down and work on it. If it's writing, figure out something fun about it. I really enjoy world building. So I'll sit down and I'll think, okay, what new piece of information will be in this chapter? And then I write that and it makes it enjoyable. And even more than that, it's just to get where you wanna be, you have to keep going. You can't stop. So just really what I'm trying to say is don't give up if it seems like it's gonna take a long time because it is gonna take a long time, but stopping isn't gonna help you get there. If you can find ways to make it fun, make it enjoyable, sit down and do it and congratulate yourself on working on it because that's more than a lot of people ever do. You're, that's absolutely right. That you just showing up for the job is most of it and that's farther than most people get. And if it's if you're having fun with it, then it's it's well worth the time of just sitting down to work on it. Exactly, that is so right. Wise beyond your years. <laughs> So I want people to know how they can get in touch with you or read your material. So share your website. Um, I have a website, moiraaward.com, M-O-I-R-A-A-W-A-R-D.com. Um, I have a Tumblr, at moiraaward, and that's also my Twitter. The links are all on my website. I have an Instagram that's moira.a.ward. I share poetry and short stories on my Instagram, not my Instagram, my Tumblr. I run a hashtag for writers, uh, writerly whip chat, writerly work in progress chat on Twitter. So every month I put up a new calendar of questions. Today's question was, uh, do you read the acknowledgments um, in books? And I have a question for every day and a bunch of writers participate and interact with each other. And it's just those kind of games are really fun and a good way to meet people. So yeah, I have those three social medias and then my website. That is awesome. I love it. And I will put that information in the show notes so people can access that. Well, thank you so much, Moira. This thank you. Been, it's been so interesting because there's things even I learned that I certainly wasn't aware of. And I just love hearing all of the processes that you go through that work for you. Maybe they'd be different, obviously, for other people. But just hearing all of them, they make so much sense. But also, they're, they're very... They're very involved. It's, it's really interesting to kind of look at my process in comparison to what other writers have said, because I think it's really cool to see that everyone has a different process. I might do it one way, you might do it another way, and someone else would do it a way that I wouldn't even imagine, but as long as they all work, they're all equally valid, and I know that I have taken bits and pieces from other people's processes that have helped me, but I've made them a part of my own instead of using someone else's formula. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to finding your book on a bookshelf in a bookstore soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I had doing it. It was really fabulous to speak with her. And don't forget to check the show notes for all of Moira's contact information and any other links that we may have mentioned during the show. Be sure to check me out on Facebook at Learning Outside the Lines Podcast, as well as Instagram, 
I'm Latte Books to Read, which you can find in the show notes. And there I share books and homeschool information a few times a week. And until next time, don't be afraid to go outside the lines.